Hi, entrepreneurs. It's Steph here, and I want to be sure you've had the opportunity to reserve your ticket to our Entrepreneurs Founders Weekend for our Wealth and Wellness Retreat presented by Chase Inc. We will be hosting our event at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando, Florida from May 3rd to May 5th, and you are definitely going to want to be there with us. This is going to be your opportunity to build relationships with some of the most powerful women in business. And I can share with you firsthand that the best business relationships are formed when we really get together in person. And I just know so much business magic is going to happen when we're all together. From educational panels, networking activities to wellness activations, inspiring keynotes and breakout sessions. This is going to be a weekend you are not going to want to miss. So you can reserve your ticket today over at entrepreneurista.com forward slash founders weekend. We only have a few tickets left, so be sure that you reserve yours today. That's entrepreneurista.com forward slash founders weekend. I cannot wait to see you there. I would be in my little closet making stuff um, from an early age. And then I used to do a lot of comic book drawings and illustrations and painting on bags and my mom's girlfriends would always buy them. <laughs> so you were an entrepreneurista from the age of nine, it sounds like. It's funny because I never really thought of it, but I definitely wanted to make gowns. It was just natural. That was natural. It's always an incredible achievement to turn a side hustle into a full-fledged career. It's not every day a focus on gymnastics and studying fiber science leads to a successful business as a sought-after wedding dress designer. Haley Page has not only done this, but her early adoption of Instagram has created a strong following, and her determination to work with a leading bridal design house paid off. Her red carpet pieces have been worn by musicians, influencers, and trendsetters such as Carrie Underwood, Chrissy Teigen, Olivia Wilde, and more. And she's even been the star of a TV series about her endeavors. This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have, with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done, and what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram, with no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. All right, Haley, you were a gymnast growing up, but had this dream of being a bridal dress designer. How did you go from having this dream to making it a reality? Well, I definitely always felt like I wanted to make gorgeous gowns for a living. So that was something that was kind of with me from the very beginning of my childhood. My grandma taught me to sew and bake at a pretty young age. So I think I was just introduced to that creative mindset pretty early on. And I think unabashedly, I was always attracted to romance and fantasy. I grew up watching tons of Disney princess movies. Um, What was your favorite Disney movie? Sleeping Beauty, for sure. (laughs) She has a lot of references in some of my gowns. Um, But I just feel like it was this really visceral attraction to it all and being creative. So I had that with me from the beginning. But over time, um, just convincing myself that it was a viable profession was always where the challenge was for me. And I think 
somehow with gymnastics being a very formulaic sport in that you kind of have to practice really hard uh, to learn a skill. You learn this whole idea of working towards something. So that played a big role later on for me in terms of understanding how design works as a profession. So walk us through what it was like growing up, knowing you had this dream, and then realizing, okay, I have to go to college and study something to actually making this your life's passion and business. I feel I was somebody that always had to hybridize my life um, in that saying of using both left and right brain. And... I always saw education as something that was math and science or English related. It wasn't really creative or artistic. So I think that helped me kind of get through my studies in in the same way that a studious person would studying your math and all these principles and really learning. Um, And then I saw creativity as like a passion and something that was a project by the side of of studies. It wasn't something that I I could really put into my education. So it wasn't until I got to college that I was introduced to the fiber science and apparel design major at Cornell. And I was really excited and intrigued by it. And I was lucky to have um, incredible professors that just really helped me hone in and understand how this profession kind of works and all these other parts of mathematics and business entrepreneurship that work within the design space to see it as a brand and like a business. Fiber science. Can you please tell me what does that mean? So I love that <laughs> that caught your uh, your caught your ears because um, when I was at Cornell, I was like, oh, do they have any fashion studies or fashion majors? And the their response was, well, we have fiber science and technical design. And <laughs> What I was, did you say? I was just like, what does that mean? And take me to it, you know, because it was at least something relative. So, Were there um, a lot of people in that class? There was not, actually. And it's you have to apply separately. Okay. So, And they only accept, I think, about 25 students. So the classes are really small. And it kind of works like the architecture program mm-hmm. where you have these super intense studio classes. And you have to balance your your curriculum with these really heavy, intense artistic classes and portfolio classes and stuff like that. So fiber science actually is one of their majors that focuses on textile development. So if you can imagine making scrubs or understanding how an astronaut costume works or a costume how an <laughs> astronaut um, suit works or how a fireman um, has functionality with you know these heavy fibers that protect him against him or she against he or she against um, you know fires and, and destruction and stuff like that so it really goes into the science and the manufacturing side of textiles um, so when I entered the program I was like I want to do bridal so I think that it was it was really cool that I had the opportunity to explore something that was a bit more um, delicate, uh, but then also understand the construction side of things and corsetry and all these other ideas behind uh, the making of a ball gown um, and things that really fit the body. Would you say the courses you took at Cornell prepared you for now running your own bridal dress business? 1,000 times 1,000. Infinity times infinity. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, because I feel my brain really works. Like I have to see how something works or I have to know that it's going to be successful before I try it. And so at Cornell, they really put this course load together in a way that was well-rounded and versatile. So I could understand not just the design and pattern making and sewing side of things, but also the 
marketing, sales, business, all these other things that really help to balance it as a profession that I think you kind of need. I think it's important that you don't just pigeonhole yourself into one area these days. And so for me, it worked really well. And I could really understand, okay, all these things mechanic well together and and work together um, as a well-oiled machine. This makes sense as a profession to me now. I think it's great to be able to say a lot of people say they, you know, don't use anything learned in school, but it looks like you've used everything you've you've learned in college. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely am grateful for it because yeah. if I hadn't gone through that experience, I would have never um, pursued it professionally in in New York. And um, experience is a whole other a whole other realm of it. But I feel like the starting point for me really was that experience there. And we met because, well, I went to Cornell too, but I don't think we knew each other back then. We met through our mutual friend Brittany Haas, who. Love her. <laughs> yes, one of your best friends from school. And walk us through, tell us what it was like because you started another business before everything happened with your, your line taking off. Yes. Yeah, so actually, the in terms of sequence, once I graduated college, I had had a few internships under my belt. So a, a few summers working in the industry, all in different things. One was styling, one was editorial, and then another was a design internship. So when I entered the whole gorgeous garment district of New York, um, I was working for a brand um, that focused on ready-to-wear and sample making in New York City, and it did not really prioritize bridal or anything like that. So while I was learning the experiences there, I was also pining after different opportunities and ways to kind of grow my portfolio, specifically in bridal. And at the time, Brittany also was kind of toying with the idea of where she wanted to end up and what kind of brand or a company she wanted to launch. And um, we were also thinking about going back and getting MBA degrees. And so we we were wondering about business school and how that would apply to fashion, whether it was worth it. It was obviously expensive. And s- somehow we just settled on the idea of we, we've got to start a business instead and just get that full industry experience and throw ourselves into it and see where it takes us. So she actually came up with the idea and then approached me about um, kind of being the creative side and the design side to it. But the experience of it was really about business and learning how to raise capital and how to pitch business plans and create business plans and do that whole gambit of um, the side and and creating a brand and a business. So it was called Something Borrowed, and um, she actually still owns it. Yeah, still a business. Yeah, Yeah, and I think it's fantastic. Happily ever Um, borrowed. But I still look at it as such a a cool beacon in my experience because – it was really rogue and there was like a guerrilla style to it where I still use a lot of those tactics in my everyday. I'm really grateful that I, I didn't decide to go to business school and um, just having the camaraderie and building a business with her was really, really beneficial for me. Courtney and I were actually one of the early models of, uh, of this website. Oh, yes. I think we're yeah, still on the check website. Check out happilyeverbar.com. You'll see me that. in wedding dresses and wearing the, um, the headpieces. That's fantastic. Yeah, you you girls make gorgeous models, gotta say. Oh, thank, thank, you. thank you. That was so much fun. I know. I forgot about those days. Those were like in the early days. I remember I posted a picture in a wedding dress and I got a ton of text messages like, what is going on? <laughs> Don't worry about it. This is my casual work attire. <laughs> Just help them out, our fellow entrepreneurista. Exactly. So talk to us about the first time you designed a, a wedding gown. So I guess my first real project was when I was like nine years old or something, and my mom still has the picture of it, but my cousin and I would play some serious games of dress up, and I started to kind of mismatch, uh, mix and match some of the pieces of my mom's old vintage wardrobe, and um, the first 
gown I guess I made was this hot pink mini dress with lace and so I used bits and pieces of her old gown to to make this Franken dress and it's actually kind of risque when I look at it now. at nine <laughs> um at nine uh but you know it's funny because it was like kind of my my first attempt at making something for myself and then that kind of led into this whole experience of making my own clothes and prom dresses and graduation dresses and you all made that. your prom dress too, oh yeah for sure it looked exactly like a wedding dress white too. prom dress <laughs> yeah. i love it um but what was really great is my mom and dad were really encouraging so they bought me a sewing machine and my grandma you know she was really great at knitting and crocheting so i learned those techniques and i would be in my little closet making stuff um from an early age and then i used to do a lot of comic book drawings and illustrations and painting on bags and my mom's girlfriends would always buy them. So you were an entrepreneurista from the age of nine, it sounds like. It's funny because I never really thought of it then and I wasn't somebody that that kind of had it in their brain of I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to own a business someday, but I definitely wanted to make gowns. It was just um, natural. That was natural, for When sure. people would ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up when you were a kid, what did you say? I said I wanted to be either a Disney princess or make wedding dresses. <laughs> Disney princess, me too. You basically, you <laughs> lived out your dream because if anyone goes on your Instagram, you essentially are the closest version to a Disney princess, <sighs> princess in real life we can get. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that is maybe the best compliment ever. Oh, uh, but Yeah, I love surrounding myself with gorgeous gowns. <laughs> Yes, your Instagram feed is filled with sparkles and unicorns and beautiful colors, and it's just a incredible sight to see, and I highly recommend everyone check yeah, it out. Yeah, you have grown your Instagram following. How did you grow your Instagram following? I mean, Thank the content you. is amazing. And that's Thank what you. makes her – Yeah, and I love your Instagram stories, and that's, you know, obviously one way to grow your, grow your following, but – you have almost a million followers or over a million? What's yeah, the number? Yeah, close. We're like at seven, some, 750. Well, after this launches, you're going to get you to a million, million. Haley. <laughs> That's the goal by 29, end of 2019. I like that goal. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's funny. I joined Instagram because one of my best friends, Cassidy Willingham, shout out, um, she was like, you should go on this thing called Instagram. And it was when it first began. And so I just started it, and I was already designing for Priscilla of Boston at the time. And um, – I think really what makes it easy for me is that I have a gorgeous product and it, there's a reciprocation there, girls that love gorgeous gowns just like me. So I feel like I was cheating really because I have these these gowns to show and I get this amazing content from our brides. Mm -hmm. So I am so lucky for that. And then I also just love the human connection. Mm -hmm. So even if it is digital and it's it's over, a, it's over a device, I love the fact that you can really have this accessibility now. And I take it very seriously. Do you respond to all of the DMs or try to? Yes. Every single one we try to hit. And um, any questions or anything we get in, in the comments really are important to – to give attention to. Um, Have you seen the success of your Instagram growth with the success of growing your line in the actual business and the revenue? Yes, absolutely. That is that is kind of run well together. And I think that just maintaining consistency with it and knowing that there's something beyond that just goes to the idea of, oh, I got to post content and I got to make it a great caption and something like that. It's not just about that. It's it's an opportunity to really engage with people and to get that feedback and to put out something that people like. And for me, validation has always been a big thing. I'm not afraid to say it. And being a gymnast, you know, you get judged and you get a score and you work hard to hopefully nail it, you know. And and so I think I still have that kind of in me of, of just like I want to 
I want to put, present something that people like and they have an attachment to. And luckily for bridal gowns, you have this emotional connection. Yeah. So, And I just believe in it so much. So I think that does help. But the growth over time it has been kind of organic. It, it definitely didn't happen overnight. And it wasn't like I did one thing and I got all these followers from it. So um, I very much value it. And I, I take it seriously, but I also believe in a sense of humor mm-hmm. with it. And I think that also makes it a little bit more approachable is that it's, you know, it's not unaccessible. I want it to be something that people feel um, attached to and and a friendship with it, really. Do you have anyone helping you manage your account? Yeah. So I, um, over the years, I've realized that you just, you can't possibly manage all of it. So our PR director, Brittany, helps me a lot with, you know, um, following up, especially when we do contests or things where we're getting a lot of questions coming in. Um, But ultimately, I want to make it from my voice and I want to be as personally involved as I can. So... Until I until I can't, you know, I'm gonna keep trying. You don't are, are you looking at the analytics? So okay. that's the one thing I suck at. Okay. <laughs> um, I am really bad at following analytics, insights, knowing the metrics. Um, and so I do recognize when a post gets more comments and stuff like that, but I really don't pay attention to timing and I um where I'm posting and stuff like that. So I have a lot of room, I think, to learn. Um and and I'm way open to to learning tricks of the trade and all that. Uh, I just know what has been kind of successful for us. And then um, I I like to take a little bit of a risk sometimes posting things that are just straight up funny or something that I relate to on a personal level. But ultimately, it's got to be mainly product based, I think. I just don't know what the ratio is between people that want to see me as a as a person on there or versus the product. So I think I you do a really it. great mix of both. And with Instagram stories now, and we've talked about this before with, with other guests, branding yourself and your business, it's all blurred now. So being able yeah. to combine that, people want to follow you. They want to know what it's like to be an entrepreneurista and what your day is like. And you really connect with people. And when you have that genuine connection, they want to buy your dresses. They want a Haley Page dress. Thank you. And I, that is actually something I struggled with too, because when it it was first really getting going and you seeing all these people that are personalities and that's their main job. Um, I was always feeling very awkward. <laughs> I felt like, why am I looking into the camera and talking to no one? But really, you are talking to somebody. But I had a hard time with it in the beginning. So it took it took some convincing and just um, getting more comfortable with it and then knowing that people like it. So then, then I'm like, okay, then I'll keep doing it if they like it, if they're not annoyed by it. So um, I'm glad. I'm glad that people enjoy it. Coming up, you'll hear how Haley turned her side hustle into a full business and launched Haley Page. Hey, entrepreneurs, it's Steph here. As a founder, or really as a woman in business who is creating their own success, whether you're just starting a business or you're scaling it, dealing with finances and money can often feel very overwhelming and intimidating. We have all been there. But according to fellow entrepreneurista and personal finance expert, Varnoosh Tarabi, that fear can surprisingly be very helpful for your future success and wealth. Varnoosh is the host of the So Money podcast and the author of the best-selling book, A Healthy State of Panic. She gets candid about all things finance with leading business experts every Friday on her podcast. And she dives deeper into the nine biggest fears that hold us back both professionally and personally in her latest book, including rejection, loneliness, fear of missing out and failure, to name a few. 
She offers a wealth of knowledge and tackles the relatable feelings we all experience about money. So you are definitely going to want to subscribe to her podcast. And if you want to meet Farnoosh live and in person, be sure to join us at our Entreprenista Founders Weekend event from May 3rd to May 5th at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. Farnoosh will be speaking and she cannot wait to connect with you. You can reserve your ticket at entrepreneurista.com forward slash founders weekend and we will see you there. Haley, what was the moment like when you realized that doing a creative business doesn't have to be a side hustle? This could actually be your career. It's really hard for me to pinpoint, I would say, because I was somebody that just constantly needed convincing. But I think when I finally got offered to, I think when I finally got the opportunity to launch a full-fledged label, Um, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. How did that happen? So I had been pining after a company called JLM Couture for a pretty long time. Um, I'd been designing at Priscilla Boston for almost five years. And all the while, I'd been taking on a lot of side projects um, with launching the company, Something Borrowed, and then um, working various styling jobs and wardrobe jobs. And... I knew that JLM Couture was a very small business uh, that focused on domestic manufacturing and was a house of brands that brought in designers at a young age and could kind of cultivate their craft and and really launch something special. So, um, you know, a good case of stocking right here. (laughs) But It's um, research. It's research. (laughs) Research. Uh, So anyway, I had approached them a number of times um, just sending out my resume and asking for an interview and just really keeping in touch and and maintaining that um, communication. And I think at a uh, in a lot of senses that can be annoying and I've been at, I've I've been on the receiving end of it where you just like don't have opportunities available. But I think there's something to be said for persistence and just when you feel something special about someone, it's worth investigating. And in my case, I think it took almost a year and a half or two years for them to bring me in for an interview. And for me, timing was everything because I had already had a good amount of experience under my belt. I'd gone through the idea of raising funding and and launching my own type of thing and came out of that knowing I wanted to be more focused on the creative side. Um, And the idea of taking somebody's money was was really, really scary to me. So when I went in for my interview, um, there was a, a... genuine sense of creative magnetism with the CEO there. And um, his name's Joseph L. Murphy, and the company is JLM after his initials. So uh, I came in for that meeting, and you know, he gave me a project right away and said, you know, take a, take a month on this if you want, but but basically put this idea of a collection together and, and let's see what you come up with. So I, I think it was like the next day because I was so excited by the idea of him giving me something to do and I like let's do the homework and were let's you so get nervous in that meeting? I was so nervous. I literally was sweating through my dress, <laughs> and I'll never forget. Like I wore the worst dress for that too, and I was just like, "He's never going to hire me because I'm sweating through this." But it was a funny moment later that I cannot laugh at. Um, but anyway, I, I just took it as like, "Okay, this is my chance. Let me let me get this. Like I'm going to go after it." And so I put a full business plan together basically, and I. 
um, had the creative, I had the design, the aesthetic, everything that I wanted to achieve um, from my perspective of what I felt could work well for his company and then also the marketplace in general. And um, I put costing projections together. I did like tech packs. Um, I also talked a bit about uh, – it, social media hadn't fully launched yet at that point, but I talked a little bit about the marketing side of things and using personality to help be a representation of the brand. So I brought this project in, and and sure enough, it it was it was very well received. And I think he uh, kind of got a grasp of the fact that I wasn't just I want to design forever pretty dresses. It was like I really want to be a participant in the business side of things, and uh, I want to build a partnership and do something that is truly special and like launch this, and, and I'm ready for it. Um, when did he say you've got the job? This is happening. We're launching your line. I can't even remember if it was like that day or what. But did he call you? Email? Text? I you put know, us in the I, moment. I need to know. I everything. honestly like have to look. Did back he get and, down on one knee? You know, <laughs> he, I, I feel like that was it. Actually, no. Um, I want to say it was actually that day in that meeting that it happened because the thing that stuck with me that was the pinpoint, I think, was that I named the collection Prima. And it was after the ballerina – it was inspired by a ballerina and it was like that whole idea of something really graceful that that took a lot of effort but it was graceful. Um, He said to me, I love your name. And I was like, thank you, my mom – you know, and dad gave it to me, <laughs> did a good job on it, you know, and he's like, I love your name. I think we should name it Haley Page. And I think it was in that moment that I was like, oh, my gosh, like my name is going to be on something like that's so crazy. Because when you're just for starting out as a designer, you can work for days and days and days. And it's really tough to kind of get credit for things. And I just kind of accepted it as it's a learning process or whatever. But when the idea of my name coming up in a meeting like that and the idea of it being on a label, um, it was crazy. And then, like, that night, I remember calling my mom, and I was like, Mom. I was like, oh, my God. Like, Was your mom your first call? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this – like, they, he wants to name it Haley Page. And crazy enough, but my mom actually had told me to buy the domain name Haley Page so when smart. I was, like, 13 or something. And I thought she was, you know, crazy for it. And it ended up being one of the biggest um, – stepping stones for me because I was able to just have this domain and launch the, you know, help launch this company and have so much already ahead of schedule. Um, and I had my Instagram already started. So did you sell the domain to JLM or? Yeah. So basically the way it kind of works is it's, it's like a partnership, but it's also, um, based under a contract. So there's a lot of, of working parts that go into it, but yeah, I basically, um, I basically handed it over and said, let's do this. Um, I was 25 years old and I, I knew in that moment that there was going to be a mutual agreement in terms of we're launching this and I have a job to do, but then I also have this amazing resource and capital and manufacturing and infrastructure to start with like literally my legs running already. So that was just a beautiful thing. Um, and I was very, very aware of that from an early point. Um, and so I was all in, like all my chips were in. Um, and I'm really glad that it, that it, that it, that I went all in. <laughs> what was your first day of work like? Do you remember it? Yes, I remember my first day at work. Um, <laughs> they gave me an office. I'm actually still in the same office, um, but they gave me a bunch of furniture they had left over from another designer, and um, and I had one pattern maker. 
and I brought her from Priscilla Boston that she only did freelance. So we brought her in full time and she is still with me today. Amazing. Um, and then we've grown our team. I now have three full pattern makers just for development. Um, and then I have six sewers and then we have design assistants and a design uh, production assistant. Um, but we have a pretty small team, which I think is incredible considering what we produce. And that's actually something I'm most proud of is the fact that we don't have that much manpower. Um, and I do hope to grow that manpower because it's really helpful. Um, but Are you managing yeah. everyone? Are you their boss? Yes, yes. So I manage everyone, but um, it's – it's weird when you look at the structure of the business because I have my sample room and I have that managing position, but then we also have the business beyond that, which is sales and PR and social media and um, our production and manufacturing and all that kind of stuff. So there's such an accountability um, on everyone. And I think one of the best things about our business is the sense of autonomy that everyone has um, and just knowing that like the, the work and the job is on them to get done. They And there's not just one role. It's like you're you're kind of involved in a lot of things. So it, it's it's pretty unique. Coming up, we have a surprise for Haley. Plus, we're going to brainstorm Haley's next big idea. You can connect with us at socialflyny.com and follow us on Instagram at entrepreneistas. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneistapodcast.com. Surprise! <laughs> Yay! What is that? <laughs> we have a big surprise for you. Uh, what you got? I love surprises. Uh, Stephanie and I love to do is surprise and delight our friends and clients and people on social media. So we got you this very special gift. And I love presents. Open it up and then we'll share with you why we got you, what we got you. Oh my gosh. How did you know? So Um, we know that you love Rumble because you posted on Instagram when you were there and you shared with everyone, this is not sponsored by Rumble, but I absolutely love this. So we wanted to surprise you with another class. Oh my gosh. Maybe you can hang out with Justin Bieber there. He's there a lot. Literally, I'm obsessed with the class and I love fitness, but like there's something about it that is just like... It's, it's like, like being a in a little, club. It's a little cult and a club all in one. How and, often do you go now? Um, so I travel so much, but yeah. luckily they just opened in LA. So now anytime I'm there, I can go. If you ever uh, end up on the Upper East Side, they did open another one on the Upper East Side if you're ever up that I way. Mean, I love it. If you're going, I'll be up there. Um, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. And yeah, it's it's not even workout. It's I mean, it's a workout, but it's just like there's something about it that makes me feel like pumped up like pump up the jam <laughs> how do you take time for yourself so obviously going to rumble and exercising is so important but you're running around all day like if people who follow you on instagram i do not know how you do everything that you do because you are so many places you're running this business you're managing so many people how do you take time for yourself to keep sane i feel like it's really motivating to surround yourself with people that have that entrepreneurial spirit and are really supportive. And I have really low maintenance friends. Um, if I don't see them for a couple months, there's no like, oh, we need to get something on the calendar. Like, come see. Like, I never have that. And I love it that they just, we all kind of respect the fact that we've got a lot going on. And when it works out, it works out when we get to see each other. Um, and I think I just don't really consider a lot of what I do work. I consider it just like my life. Like I love it so much. It's part of me. 
Um, and for me, like, thank you so much for the rumble because honestly, like I'm, I love the class, but, um, I love fitness so much and I think it's because of gymnastics and it just gives me more of a mindset to tackle things and it makes me clear. It makes me think clearly. Um, so it's really important. I prioritize it and I got to get it in maybe 20 minutes, even a day. And this actually this morning was the best because I worked out first thing in the morning just in my apartment with my dog and like, and you have the moment. cutest dog, and we still need a puppy play date with our two little bulldogs. Please. I, I remember I, I was messaging on Instagram, like, where did you get her from when I was looking to get a puppy? But, a yeah. but she's the best gift. Yeah, she's so cute. Yeah, and you can I follow her, her on Instagram at, at Winnie Page, right? Yes, at Miss Winnie Page. At Miss Winnie Page. <laughs> and, uh, so kind of random question, but I have to ask because I've been wondering, can you still do gymnastics and backflips and all of that fun stuff? Um, I still can do a few <laughs> things, surprisingly. <laughs> Um, very surprisingly, cause I don't really stretch as much as I should, but, um, I can still do like a backflip and some, some chin-ups and That's stuff That's pretty like good. That. I grew yeah. up doing gymnastics I think your Instagram too. followers will really want to see that. Brittany does it on her Instagram and she gets a lot of views. So maybe, yeah. uh. Brittany, Brittany is legit. Um, but no, it's, it's still really fun. I definitely feel old, feel my age in sense of like, I can't do a lot of it, but. I would be in the hospital if I tried to do that canceling right now. <laughs> I, I, I might actually be as well too. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of, it's. A lot of physical exertion for sure. <laughs> so I want to know, when you first got your own line with JLM, you started your first line, but now you've gone into so many different lines of business. You've done bridesmaids dresses. Share with us how all of those Flower lines girls, evolved. And, yeah. Right? You know, I think when you um, have an area where you see growth, you want to look at other derivatives that are relative to the brand that will help kind of cultivate this lifestyle. Um, and with our customer, it's kind of unique in that we get to be a part of one of the most special, incredible days of her life. And then I feel like, oh, I miss you. Like, how else can I reach you? And what else can we do? I almost see it like as a collaboration. So we do get some demands for stuff that that end up being derivatives. So um, – the athleisure collection was something where I knew girls wanted to feel special even when they're getting their hair and makeup done while they're they're getting ready for their special day. Such a good idea. You know, have gifts to give to their bridesmaids. Um, bridesmaids, of course, Haley Page occasions, that's something that just you, you have to have it. If you're in if you're in the bridal industry, you have to have the bridal party addressed. Um, and it's a lot of fun because everyone's so playful now with their style. So I love having that bit of um, mixing and matching and the versatility of it. And then um I think I think one of the other areas too that I'm I'm most excited to venture is we just uh, signed our first licensing deal with Hearts on Fire to do wedding bands and Amazing. engagement rings, and so I'm like, bring on the bling. Could you have fire. ever imagined this in your wildest dreams? Never. This would be your life. No, never. Amazing. Um, especially because I actually did start in pre med at Cornell, so I was like, you know, I'll probably be a doctor, maybe, hopefully. But and then now I'm like, I'm just so yeah, I'm enraptured by it and I love it and. I'm glad that other people can appreciate it and love it too. That that really is just – it's super motivating to keep going. You've yeah. had such an incredible journey. What have been some of the mistakes and learnings along the way? I think um, knowing that you can't be everything to everyone because it's so easy to spread yourself thin with a business and, and with labels and all that and um, – it's important to focus on your strengths and it's okay to stay in your lane uh, on most days and to, to take business risks when you can and be very, very 
calculated in those risks of um, what you are going to venture into. Just because somebody else is doing this doesn't mean that it necessarily works well for your brand. So it really is important to strategize and know where you should advance. Um, And that all being said, I think one of the other things I learned is that you shouldn't give yourself labels. Um, And like Tony Robbins has like an amazing speech on all of this. But I think it really resonated with me because – you the minute you put a label on yourself and say like oh I'm never gonna be good at that or oh I, d- I can't do that you won't um, be. you won't and so at least you know right now we're trying to really grow our YouTube channel and so I'm learning how to operate a camera and learn about lighting and audio and all these things that really make a video special for somebody um, and gives it that production value so it's like it's it's good to kind of figure out where that balance is of like giving yourself the opportunity to try something new and then also not spreading yourself too thin. Um, and then also to be uh, trustworthy with your team members because it's really amazing to be able to delegate and to have somebody deliver and be really appreciative of their work mm-hmm. and that they believe in in the whole business itself as well. All right, Haley. So something we do on every episode is we put 60 seconds on the clock and together the three of us are going to brainstorm your next big idea for Haley Page. <gasps> I love brainstorming. <laughs> so think tank, think tank. we have 60 seconds on the clock. Ready, set, go. All right, here's my idea. Okay. And maybe you've done it. Go. We have to do a doggy line. <gasps> we have to. Everyone has dogs at their weddings, going down the aisle, and then you can do it for different holidays, too. Like, start with bridal, because that's your thing. Okay. But all I can share with you is, and you probably do, too, we buy so much for our dogs, and no one cares about what they're spending. That's a valid point. Yes. And it is my fur baby. It yes. is my child. And you already have a marketing tool. We have a built-in audience. She looks good in a tutu. I know. Mm, that's I like my idea. idea. Courtney? My, my idea is, and, and again, you might be doing this already, but thinking about all of the occasions leading up to the actual wedding. So the bridal shower, the, the bachelorette party, the engagement party, and dressing her for those moments. Like a wedding wardrobe. Yeah, the yeah. wedding wardrobe. You all got the, the whole... Um, whole, whole thing. I mean, I love that too. Can we do both? We absolutely. Because I feel like I, from my friends who have gotten married or are getting married, they're always looking for white dresses for every single occasion, and sometimes it's hard to find. Even Our for the even for the bachelor party, where you're looking for the sexy white dress to wear every single day, or the the white bathing it's suit. It's true to wear. because when I was engaged, so I went into every single store and said what we all say: "I'm getting married. I'm looking for something in white." And then someone walks you around and pulls all these different white yeah, dresses, but they could just go to you and have it all i know you have an occasions line yes we do so yeah. we have to pat market it together where yeah. you can be a Haley page bride like from all white a to Z. nothing else just all white everything we um i love that idea and that it that actually has fit a little bit more on um on the structure of the business because one of the biggest things is, is manufacturing and distribution mm-hmm. and thinking about when you go into something that is a derivative of the product line where do you make it do you make it yourself or do you do a license? So it that I love, you know, to think about and where we could hopefully e-commerce, do a pop-up shop, yes. all these things. I've only um, been married for three years and I still I still want to relive my wedding day again. How about we're still going to go with this brainstorm. For people like me who want to relive their wedding moment again, can we do like a second wedding? Like what can we come I up with? No, like, I, you know, actually, uh, that's so funny. I thought about the, the idea of partnering with a charity and doing something where you can put your wedding dress on and, and do like a march, a like a wedding gala. march or something. Yeah. But or my, my, dr- yeah. my dress is in storage, so that would be complicated. I'll buy a new dress and just – I want to be able to relive that day again. I miss it. Or like, or like a prom night in New York and everybody wears their dresses. I know. 
We should that would do be it. so fun. Like uh-huh. make it like the Met Ball, only it's like the Bride Ball or something. Yes. And be easy to get so many sponsors too. Yeah. We'll get everything paid for. Donate to charity. Totally. All right. We have three big good All ideas from things. this. All right. I love our brainstorms. <laughs> Haley, what would you say being an entrepreneurista means to you? Um, Actually, I would say adaptable <laughs> because everybody can dream. You know, the dream is free. The, the hustle is sold separately. Um, and I think one of the biggest tools I have is that you have to be adaptable in your environments and be open to making adjustments along the way. Um, because rarely ever, like I'll use it in terms of a, of a design, rarely ever does the sketch ever look like the final product. So um, it's really that journey of, of knowing that things are going to change along the way and that you have to be adaptable to those changes and learn how to use them and capitalize them to, to the benefit of a, of a better design. Um, so I think that's I what it that. means to me. Yeah, and that. that just reminded me. Uh, it reminded me of something, too, that right, I wanted to Let's see if it's the you. same thing, Court. So you recently <laughs> did a Facebook watch show. And part of the show, people were designing dresses. It was a competition show. And you were yeah. dressing famous people on the show. You have all of these celebrities now that are wearing your designs. Like, what is that like? And what was the process of, you know, doing this show with Facebook and TLC? So I um, didn't realize I, I have so much respect for people that do film. Uh, there's such a grind to it. And there's such an investment of your energy. And you just have to be so on for it. And I'm up for the challenge and I love it. Um, and in this particular situation, it was exciting to have both a digital and a linear series because we could focus on the behind the scenes and do more of the actual business side in the Facebook watch and then test like a full concept show for the special um, on TLC. And that was a capacity that I'd never worked in before because we just don't normally have interns like that and we don't have them making gowns for us because we make them, right. we design them. Um, so it was a very unique environment. And I think ultimately the takeaway was that I just wanted to inspire people to be artistic and be inventive and imaginative in their spaces. So um, I, I loved that aspect of it. And then um, for the Facebook fa- for the Facebook watch, um, it was more within my environment. And with that experience, I want to learn how to package better episodes for YouTube or things where um, it's how tos or tricks of the trade, uh, just to inspire women and 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 young designers and and young entrepreneurs to really go for it. Um, One of the favorite things that I love seeing on your Instagram account is when you surprise brides on their wedding day. I love doing that. How do you decide who you're going to surprise? Like I get, I like cry when I watch that. Oh my gosh, that is legit, and I don't want to give it away, but more of that is coming. Oh, um, so actually, um, we, I, I basically just thought about how fun it would be to crash one of my bride's weddings because you I get invited to a few and I just feel so honored by it and like the idea of well maybe I'll just show up you know and I don't want to show up where it's like oh I don't have a space for you or anything like that but um I love following up with them in that way and I stalk my brides just as much as they stalk me I feel so I feel like it's it's kind of like oh an unexpected friend showed up um but we try to work with either her maid of honor or her groom even or a bridesmaid and make it a true surprise. Yeah. But you have to do it in a way that you don't take away from moments. So, so it's still about their day. Yeah, yeah. We have to coordinate it and make sure it's like during like a photo session maybe. Um, and, and we don't – I don't want to overstep at all. So uh, we're still kind of playing with the idea of it. Um, but the last one we were at, we did not leave the wedding and we ended up going to the after party at the bride's family's house. That's so amazing. it was like you could not get rid of me. <laughs> 
But yeah. Yeah, my question was what inspires you? You know, you probably I don't know how many different types of dresses you're designing every year or every month or or what the quantity is, but how do you continue to innovate? I think it's just like the endless resource that we have now. It's it's like there's always another great gorgeous girl to dress for and there's always another dress like there's just no limit in my mind on it and because of that it's just the more you create the better you get at it just like a sport um so I feel like it comes from everywhere but really for me it's it's energy and personalities do you have a pad of paper by your bed where are you where you come up with your best ideas on a very rare occasion I might think of a dress or something in a dream and I'll I'll try to like remember to put it in my notes section or something like that but I think the biggest lie we tell ourselves is oh I'll remember that yeah you can't so anytime I hear something that's caption worthy or is creative or is design um worthy I will write it down or I'll I'll put it in my notes and and just remember it for or have it there to refer to later how do you name the collections I've always wanted a dress named after me. <laughs> it's such an evolution because sometimes it's – I have this inspiration and I'm going with it from day one. And other times it's really a storytelling thing where each dress is on its own so special mm-hmm. that the idea of the the collection as an entity comes after. Um, like the journey I went through, like what did I take away from it? And that's how I name the collection sometimes. So it really is different every season, which makes it interesting and fun. And I bet people just wait for that reveal. Yeah, I hope so. And and it's fun to also do little projects that go beyond the textile. So sometimes I'll do like, you know, a deck of tarot cards that represent the empowerment principles of each dress from the collection. And other times I'll do like a short story or coloring book for flower girls, little things like that. I I like doing illustrations and, and things that go beyond just the the basics of the dresses. That's really incredible. Well, tell us what is coming up for Haley Page. What's next? And what are you actually doing right when you leave this recording right now? Where are you going next? Um, so what's next? Uh, well, definitely the launch of our Haley Page for Hearts on Fire collection, wedding bands and, and engagement rings. When is that? Uh, it'll be this spring. This spring, all right. Yeah, I'm just – I'm very, very uh, excited by that. And just I feel a sense of empowerment with it too because it's a totally new venture. It's a new avenue for me. So I look forward to learning a lot about it um and then we also have a lot coming up content wise I'll say but um ultimately I can't wait to share it because really it's um it's about having this landscape and then knowing that you're putting out something that people are genuinely enjoying and feeling inspired by so um we have like a whole uh revolution I want to say of our YouTube coming soon so that'll be a lot of a, a lot of new material um and then, of course, just more rogue stuff on Insta stories, like bake-offs and fitness stuff that I'm just kind of playing with in trial and error. So, Where are you off to right after this recording? I'll go right back to the office. Back to the office, yeah. right down the street. Yeah. Right back down Where can office. everyone follow you on social media? And if brides are listening and want to try on a Haley Page dress for their wedding, Ooh. where do they go? So uh, the best would be probably Instagram. It's at Miss Haley Page. And... Um, we answer all DMs, so don't be shy with your questions. Um, and then our website is HaleyPage.com. And if you are looking for a dress, it depends on your location. Uh, we're so lucky to have a, a plethora of stores based off of your zip code, which you can put in on the website. Um, but if you're in Manhattan, we've got um, Kleinfeld, Wedding Atelier, um, Lovely Bride. So um, my, my best, your best bet is just to go on the website and put in your 
information or just ask us on Instagram. We'll, we'll direct you. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much yeah. for sharing your incredibly inspiring story. This has been so much fun and I wish we had another two hours because yeah, I have I've, so many questions for do, you. Do. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. It's, it's, it's such an honor. So, And thank you everyone Appreciate for tuning in. We will be back next week with another inspiring entrepreneurista. Until next time, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this has been the most fun business meeting we've ever had. You can connect with us at socialflyny.com and follow us on Instagram at entrepreneurs. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneurspodcast.com. Entrepreneurista is produced by Mouth Media Network for Socialfly. Copyright 2018, Socialfly, all rights reserved. Thanks for listening. Founders are always asking us, what has been the secret to our success building multiple seven-figure businesses? Do you want to know how? It's our community. We created the Entrepreneurs League for founders like you. Our members have access to everything we've used to grow our businesses over the past 10 plus years. To learn more and get on the wait list for when doors are open again, head over to entrepreneurs.com. That's entrepreneurs.com to get on the wait list.